Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, butter my butt and call me a biscuit. Have you been dying to see us live? Then get psyched about the last podcast network, Country Jamboree, at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, on June 18th. Jackie, we're not at the Country Bear Jamboree, but I am grinning like a possum, eating a sweet tater. Because we'll have all your favorite LPN family out and performing live, including last podcast on the left, page seven, Wizard and the Bruiser, No Dogs in Space, Brighter Side, Fraudsters, Someplace Underneath, The Story Must Be Told, and more. Tickets available now. Again, that's the Ryman Auditorium on June 18th in Nashville, Tennessee. The last podcast network, Country Jamboree! To the window! To the walls! Do this wet drop down my balls, my balls. All, all these, these females. Oh, all ski ski, motherfucker. All ski ski, goddamn. Hit me. I kissed a girl and I liked it. I did. Please don't stop the, please don't stop the music. Please don't stop the music. Who is ready to be transported back in time into 2008? No, thank you. Can I just already slap a, <laughs> I don't want to be back in 2008 on oh, this? the single latest. Ah, oh, the uh, single latest. It's a great oh, year for pop music. Oh, the single latest. Oh, it's an amazing year for pop music. It's an amazing year for a lot of things in 2008. Bad for Jackie personally. Great for pop culture. Welcome to the 2008 Page seven, re- 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 rewind. Yes, yeah, so, and, and you might be wondering, like, we've only done one before this, I believe, right? 2000, the oh, year no, we 2000. Did, we did a couple. Of, I think we've done two or three of them. Did we release nice. 2001, though? Because the funny thing we about 2001 is that we got into it. First of all, I don't think we were in, like, great spirits that day. No. And then the thing about 2001 is it's like normal and then like this big horrible tragic we did thing do 2001 happens. because we weren't yeah. sure how to talk about 9-11 it kind of makes like pop culture a year in pop culture like really difficult to talk about because it's just very dark and upsetting and like it, we literally went from like it's the year 2000 and everything's fine and to like everyone wears black now <laughs> and like it's just this dirge and so 
we were like, well, what do we do? Do we want to uh, do, you know, do we jump back in where we left off? And we, like, like I said, I don't even think we released 2001. We did not because it just, it also, yeah, it just got, it got too weird. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we were just, I, it was just a weird one, man. And so it was like, well, what do we do? Do we go back and redo that? No, because I don't want to talk about 9-11 again. No. But maybe we could pick just a particularly interesting, at least in our opinion, year from pop culture history. And I led with, let's, you know, the year that starts with Britney Spears' total, like, mental collapse and, and all this crazy the resurgence of Britney Spears. Yeah. But if you listen to the pop history episode on Britney Spears, there was a lot in between. But this was a huge year for pop culture. This is the year that Obama came into office. I was going to say, and mm-hmm. the financial crisis, the two thousand. Yes. Uh-huh. So we don't have a nine eleven level tragedy. Uh, no, but we do have a foundation. Made my dad turn to drink it, like uh, a harder than he ever had in his life. Event of the two thousands, <laughs> certainly like two thousand eight. Like, whilst not, well, well, we will not hit the wall that we hit with the 2001 episode of like, uh-oh, uh, we do have this, like, 2008 was, is a critical year that shaped everything after it. And so it, you know, in terms of politics with the financial crisis, but, and the election of Barack Obama, and, like, the golden fucking age of, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z and Rihanna. Yes. And it was just, it was, there was so much going on in 2008 and it was my first year as an adult living on my own it was the year I graduated college and so a lot of emotions a lot gonna come up in this episode. yeah I think I think there was a lot of like breaking the fourth wall on celebrities during this time uh it also kind of um became cool to be I mean this is like when Ka- Katy Perry exploded because I'm seeing hot and cold and I kissed a girl which to me said like this was when pop kind of got a little like yeah we're bad and we like to be bad yes. and and remember just what a different time it was I will always think of when we watched the 2009 Christmas movie holiday in handcuffs and we were reminded that <laughs> you know it this was just a time I mean let me look up when marriage equality like this was a time when it was still controversial to to for a presidential candidate to even be in favor of marriage equality right, right. this was a time it was like we were just in a very different cultural landscape which and we you know in the era of like you know Perez Hilton and the whole Britney downfall there was no ounce of like maybe we just shouldn't be fucking awful monsters uh you know about everybody's personal problems it was it's it's the perez hilton era it's also i will you i would almost title 2008 the name of a show season one of a show that became hugely popular in this country breaking bad this (laughs) kind of feels like (laughs) the breaking bad for us as a culture and for celebrities and for popular music yep and everything like it, it it's uh, it I feel like we broke bad. We all broke bad. Like we we totally made a mockery of like Britney Spears's massive mental health issues that we in a large part had a huge hand in. Oh, the media had it was it was a huge part of her downfall. But then by the end of it, you also had circus come out. This is a huge <laughs> like fulcrum year yeah. for a lot of things. This is like, this is the same year that Miley Cyrus put out the Vanity Fair yes. article. I mean, she was I'm in looking the at photos right of now. Vanity oh, Fair and, her and everyone flipped out because they're like, she is a child star, but she was trying to show like, hey, I'm growing up 
And this is me as I am an adult. I am not just a Disney star. And people are like, no, you're not Miley Cyrus. You are Hannah Montana. And that is what you remain. And it's seeing things like that of, of like how far away in so many ways 2008 was from where we are now. It's really mm -hmm. crazy to stop and think of like, we talked about this a lot in like 2000, in the year 2000 of like the monoculture. Mm -hmm. By now it's starting to spread and you right. can see the growing, you know, the changes and all of the, um, like the pains, the growing pains that Absolutely. come from it. Totally right. Because when we were doing the late 90s, right, what were, we were talking about, like, this is I remember, like, the first time I, like, sent emails and finding blogs that had, like, your specific interests. And, like, that was, like, late 90s, early 2000s, like, very, very new. By 2008, it's, like, still far from what the Internet looks like now. But you've got your Gawker, right? You've got, like, you know, yeah. your um, your Perez Hilton. Like, it's it's the, the Internet has become a pretty central part of everybody's daily life in a way that was very different than in 2000. Um, but again, there's been the, the, the accompanying slow, eventual, you know, ugly fight for like um, using the internet for like, I mean, the internet's always been a merit merit, uh, some somewhat of a force of meritocracy of like elevating other voices, but less so at this point, right? Because it was like Twitter was kind of just becoming a thing. Yeah. And there was just no sense of um, like, should we not use the internet to just bully people? Um, you know, and so it was a very, and I loved a lot of things about Gawker, but it was like a kind of like, is the internet a tabloid? Like, you know. Yeah. Right. So era. it's, it's 2007 that Jimmy Kimmel has that interview with, uh, what's her name, um, uh, uh, Emily Gould about the celebrity map that they have. I don't know. Do you guys remember this? No. This. Oh, dude, definitely watch this. It's like so uncomfortable. She wrote a whole article about like how horrible this moment was in her life. You know, you said I mean? it was on Jimmy like, Kimmel. It was on, no, Jimmy Kimmel was replacing, what's his, old man who died, who interviews everybody. Um, Johnny. He, Jay yeah, Leno. <laughs> no, big glasses. He's still alive and, and he performs at Slappers all the time. <laughs> <laughs> big glasses and he's, oh, you know who he is. He interviews Ed everybody. McMahon? I refuse to he, say. Larry King. I, I refuse. Larry, Larry King. King. There you I, go. There I, you I, go. I just wanted to see you continue on <laughs> describing Larry Verbal King. charades. <laughs> A big man with glasses who interviews everybody. Everybody, to be fair, that is Larry <laughs> He's King. Dead. That is Larry King to a like, T. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> so he was replacing Larry King. Had this uh, young woman on, and she makes such a fucking ass of herself because it's so because he she's trying to keep it like cute and funny and kind of do the Perez Hilton thing like oh so it's a stalker map so it like shows yeah, where they all map. live gotcha. shows where they live and and it's yeah I was on Gawker and it was like it was like the shittiest side of yes. Gawker uh -huh. like because Gawker really did a gross. lot of really good things but it also had its like embracing totally. like we are a tabloid you know we are yeah like, a and sassy. we and we suck and we know right, it and. Right. She kind of came with that energy right. and he came with a genuine like, you really think this is okay? This is not okay energy. And it is so uncomfortable and it ruined this person's career and um, shed a big light on Gawker. So we're starting to actually realize like maybe these institutions that are allowed to exist on the internet, like maybe we can call them out. It was kind of like before call out culture on the internet really was happening. 
um, way in a before. big way. It was like right well, around this time. Because that's the thing. You think about straight up with what was happening with Britney Spears, and I remember watching this being like, man, that's crazy. Yeah. But just being like, wow, I'm so glad there's something to look at at my shitty day job right. today. And you how know? people talked about it is such so drastically different than how we talk about it now. And when you're in it, I remember thinking like, this is probably too much. But what do you like? We didn't have the same. I mean, maybe there were the forums, but I wasn't as technologically tethered in 2008 yes. as I am now. It was very different. Uh -huh. It was a very different time. It was right before I got like a real smartphone. Like I still had a BlackBerry in 2008, uh, that's funny. which was a smartphone. But man, those if my I have very tiny hands and I couldn't even my raccoon hands couldn't get into <laughs> the typing. Sometimes they were very, yeah, very yeah. small because let's let's talk about where we were. Yeah. Yeah. Emotionally. Physically, during this time period, yes. I'm in very similar place as you, MJ. I graduated early from college, so I was 20 years old, and I tried to live at home. So this is, I graduated in spring. I tried to move home. I was going to move home for a year and save money. And I lasted about 17 days before I got a one-way ticket to New York City with a suitcase, with one suitcase. And I was like, well, guess I'm going to figure it out. It's exactly how I moved to LA when I was 30, which I don't know if that says a lot about me, but I changed my life very, um, not very often, but drastically when I do. And I was brutally sad. And I'll never forget the night that Obama won because that was the first time, because that was, you know, remember for me, moving back to New York City. So I had a lot of feelings about it. I had a lot of feelings about my life changing and entering back into Murder Fist, even though I yeah. was the head of Murder Fist in college, but then I had to go back to the bottom Being of the like, totem pole yeah, yeah. in New York. And we're doing these like shows all the time and I just was thrust into this world. So even looking at it, and remembering these pop culture moments as I'm, I'm like, man, I saw it through such a lens of transition and not knowing myself that it, it, all this stuff is coming back up. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then that happened. Yes. And then that like the Miley Cyrus thing where at the time I was like, she's like 10. Why is she on this? Like, that's how I thought, because I was so unchecked from reality. Mm. Well, right. Like, not only was there not a kind of like, you know, foundational internet politics that were fairly accessible like the way there is now and again I'm not saying everything's great now but like if you are like a person on the internet like now you can like try to if you want to learn about you know anti-racism or anti-capitalism or like disability advocacy or things like you can like you know you can like kind of figure things there's Instagram things there's Twitter things where you can like find out things that shape the way and you can kind of like get a sense of like you know, how you want to talk, what kind of groups you want to be a part of or you identify with. None of that was happening in 2008. And, right, I think it's ex exacerbated for us by the fact that we were not no longer kids, but not yet adults. Like, I, uh, 2008 must have been the year I met you, Jackie. Not a girl, <laughs> not yet a woman. It's not that year for Britney Spears, but yes. And not yet a man. <laughs> not <laughs> yet. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> yeah, hold it. <laughs> and so uh, I was like, 
I remember talking to Henry uh, outside of, because my brother was hosting a weekly show uh, at a place called Sound Fix in Williamsburg in yes, 2008. Dude. And he discovered if you're going to host a weekly show and you want to have an audience there every time, what do you do but book Murder Fist every week? And so I think maybe Murder <laughs> Fist was every other week. And so you guys were always the yeah. guests, but it was before Jackie had moved out. And Henry was like, you know, talking to me because, you know, I was John's little sister and he was like, oh, I have a little sister too that I do comedy with too. She's going to be on her way out here. And he was like so excited. And, but it was just like, it was a massive transition year for me. Like my first year, you know, living in New York, my first year out of college, like trying to figure out what the fuck I wanted to do and be. And so like when I look at these songs, like the, the pop music from that, Era, I just associate it with like incredible turmoil and transition. Like it is yeah. hard and mm. scary being in your early twenties. Even though now it look like it sounds awesome. <laughs> now I'm like, no man, that was really hard and really scary being a young adult. Mm. And the you know global financial system is fucking melting before your eyes. But also. Barack Obama is elected, which is like this remarkable, beautiful moment, especially in New York City. Uh-huh. I found out as the train was coming up from underground. Oh, God, and everyone was like parading through the streets. Yeah. And that's when I was like, yeah, and okay, New York is back to be in my home, baby. Yeah. yeah, which also now that I remember it. So yeah, of course, I I was like, actually, this was not a big transition year for me. This year was like... I was getting my really like a firm grasp on what I was doing in New York at this point. I had moved out of a horrible part of town and into um, a really great spot for, especially in your uh, early 20s in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I was like in the part of town I wanted to be in. We weren't like where I wanted us to be. Like we still had day jobs and stuff, but like in comedy, Murder Fist was like doing the thing I had intended for it to do. Like we were performing all over the city, getting a name for ourselves. We had our regular uh, pit show, I think, by that point. Because I remember like going to that shitty bar after that you went to after every pit show back when it was the old pit that didn't have like a bar in it um, uh, uh, in Midtown. Yes. And seeing Single Ladies, the music video, like on the TV that we were getting drunk at, like a- after a comedy show, like after doing our Murder Fist show. Hell right? yeah. So I totally remember that. I-, I think, but you know, still working a day job I hated. I think this was the year Henry convinced himself he had cancer, um, even though it was literally just that he was sleeping like three hours a night and had three jobs I mean, on top of trying just, to do comedy. Yeah, your brain is so scattered and you're like, there's something wrong with me. I don't have insurance. I don't have the time to deal with it. I don't know what to do. I mean, remember your, tw- like I, you couldn't pay me yeah. enough money well, we to go were back working, to 2008. Yeah. And we were both working <laughs> at an office. Uh, we were, I believe we were both working in enterprise community investments, this like low income housing office as like administrative assistants. Essentially it was a terrible, you know, one of the many horrible office jobs I had, but, you know, paid the bills. Like, I was, like, making my own money, though, for the first time, you know, like, kind of in a stride with that. But this was before my weird unemployment year. And, uh, yeah, this is kind of, like, a bright time, I think, for me, like, looking at all this stuff that came out. Um, I, You know, going back to Obama, too, I, I remember it really was the first time, like, I was so blown away that, like, my pre- uh, president, future president, was like sending me emails. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember right. that? Yeah, and that he like knew who Jay Z and Beyonce were. Like, remember yeah. when they like were at his, you know, performed at his 
uh, inauguration ball. And it, I remember just being like, it was so cool. Yeah. And like, you know, I was, I was uh, still a leftist then. And, uh, you know, I was like, I was, I was excited about Obama, but also I was like, you know, he's not quite as progressive as maybe like, you know, he might like, I, I, I was worried about how his presidency would be, but I remember just being like, like, it is fucking crazy that a president has Jay-Z and Beyonce at his inaugural ball because it felt like such a radical break from uh-huh. everything ever. I mean, ever so much about Obama was a radical break from everything ever. Um, yes. You know, and not always his politics, but everything about who he was, you know, and also about his approach, like the emails <laughs> and, um, you know, and his family and just everything about it. And it was like really, and the playlist, the Spotify playlist, the playlist. Yes. Yeah. It it was this, it was an exciting, like, I feel like I remember. So do you guys, did you ever listen? Did you ever become DJ earworm people? You know, he like always put out a end of the year. um, Yes. uh Oh my God. Yes. Cause you, and YouTube is like totally firmly established as like this massively, popular you know website that had all those kinds of things on it like the master cuts right and all that kind of right stuff. Yeah. yeah youtube and it was you know youtube was kind of the only game in town at that point but like you know he i remember new year's 2008 going into 2009 he that was when i just you know like first learned about dj room and he put together like a super cut of all of the top you know pop songs from 2008 and it was such a, it was just such a really, really good song. It's called the United States of Pop. Uh, and, but like, and he does it every year. But the, the, it was like the story of 2008 was simul, was, was like hope and tragedy, right? Yes. Because you had Obama and you had the financial crisis. And that was also the case in my personal life. But it was like 2008 is just this really, really loaded, year like yeah yes and this actually goes hand in hand with thinking about this is the year of the dark night uh-huh. and january yeah, of 2008 dude. is when heath ledger overdosed on january 22nd 2008 this is another huge thing that the more i think about dark night you realize how much is like i can only speak of how old i was at the time but being like 20 20 oh my god this was the year of my 21st birthday that's why that's also why i don't fucking remember anything (laughs) that that was he was so beloved and he was so like that movie shattered so much of what i'm saying this also not as a nerd girl but for me the Dark Knight, and as someone that always enjoyed Batman growing up, seeing that, I was like, oh my God, this is like the first time I had ever seen that dramatic of a superhero movie. And Heath Ledger was just my everything between like Brokeback Mountain. Like I was just so in love with Heath Ledger. And him dying was just like, it made it more tangible for me to die. And I know that is so dumb, but I think everybody has mm, had a mm-hmm. celebrity that when they pass, you're like, oh my God, oh, I'm I can just die at any time. And like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not just like this person with their whole world, their whole life ahead of them. Yeah, totally. you can just like, die. You really it can, can. also just be done. You can fuck up and you can die and you can not fuck up and you can die. Like, it's like, I don't know, the Heath Ledger thing shattered the, That wave was so crazy though, too. From my perspective, he w- it was like, Heath Ledger announces the Joker. Everyone's like, what? What are you talking about? That's like ridiculous. You know what I mean? There was a lot of people who were like super skeptical online about it. It was kind of one of the early like fans of a thing online, like clapping back at a creative decision made by a studio, Mm. right? That was like, 
And then he dies, which like made everybody shut the fuck up in a huge way on all that. And then the movie comes out and it's like one of the most iconic performances, not just in like a Batman thing or a comic book thing, like, but ever, right? And just completely floored everybody and was maybe one of the biggest like movie theater events I ever saw, you know, like lines around the door. The other thing, and 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 it was like amazing. The other thing, I guess I'll go ahead and slip in here. This is also the year that Iron Man comes out. So if you were to point to the start of the Marvel Cinematic ah. Universe, it happens in 2008 because okay. Iron Man, Iron oh, Man comes out. Okay, gotcha. Establishes like it is literally the first movie of the MCU. It 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 establishes a bunch of things. Get a like. Indie direct make a bi- giant budget uh, summer blockbuster indie movie. That was essentially ha- what that movie represented. Gotcha. It had like it had all this humor in it. It was made on actually a pretty tight budget for considering what it was. It was um, because it was a uh, Favreau directed it, I believe. Right, who'd only done you know like uh-huh, swingers right. and these these kinds of things, right? And then he was put in as director. And because I think there just wasn't as much studio pressure and things like that, they were able to make the movie they wanted to make. And if you look at what the MCU does, and a lot of you know comic book stuff, people do this in general, they put someone who's like an up-and-coming indie director into the big boy you know, directing role, right? Like as almost like a test as but but that's where we got because that's where you get the splashiest stuff as opposed to like get getting like a uh you know Christopher Nolan in there he's like so established it gets kind of lost in the sauce i think when when it comes to this kind of stuff um like once they've made a bunch of big budget films mm-hmm. whereas you can get like a John Favreau and a Taika Waititi we would later get with Thor Ragnarok where they're like oh they've shown that they can make a good successful movie where and then give them you know give them the the keys to the Marvel car and see what they can do. And sometimes it fails. Like, um, I think Incredible Hulk also comes out this year. I was going to say, this is like the, the Hulk before the Hulk, you know, yeah. the Edward Norton yeah. Hulk, right? Well, and he's never done, but even that Hulk is um, not like the successful Hulk. Hulk's never had his like own uh, uh, film that was a huge success, uh-huh. like a Hulk titled movie that was, it's kind of the weird thing about Hulk. You can plug him in, again, bring it back to Thor Ragnarok, which I think is maybe arguably the best MCU film to date. Uh, you know, he plays such a huge role in that movie, but it's still a Thor movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? You kind of plug him in where you, where you want to utilize him, but for some reason he's never been able to like hold his own Regardless, if you look in general, you've got, you know, flops and big hits and and superherodom that you have never seen before. I mean, you could, you know, there was the the uh, Tim Burton Batman was huge, but kind of like uh, one of one of a kind up to this point. But this year you've got Iron Man, Dark Knight, you you have Hellboy 2, um, you know, but then why other than so flops. Serious? You remember that? You guys remember? Yeah, you got why, why so, so serious? serious? You've got, uh, but then you also have the Spirit and Incredible Hulk. You mean the horse movie? Yes, the horse movie. Oh, okay. And I definitely, I you didn't mean the horse movie. <laughs> I definitely was with my ex at this point. If Synecdoche, New York came out, because I remember watching it with her. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about your ex? <sighs> 
We made love with each other in the night. Wow, often. that's really nice, though, for you. <laughs> I want to say that it is 26 minutes in, and I don't think we have yet, and we're talking about movies, and I don't think we have yet we mentioned brought up Twilight. Twilight. Yes, this is also the advent waiting. of the Twilight film franchise, Jackie. I'm mad that I didn't know Twilight when the movie came out. I'm really? mad about it. I wish that I, I mean, I if you uh, hang out over on our Twy Baby time, you will know that I was brand new to Twilight when I first started reading it over on the Patreon, because at the time, I didn't know anything about this. And when I saw bits of it and everyone hated the movie, I mean, Twihards love the movie, but a lot of people that were forced to go see the movie didn't like the movie because right. I will throw people it out d- there. derided it. Yeah. I think that the books... I don't want to say are a lot better than the movies, but they are, I think, a lot better than the movies. <laughs> and so please never just watch, don't watch just the movies and think, oh, this these must be horrible. The books are actually very fast-paced and uh, they're fine, finely written. They're entertainingly <laughs> written. So um, I am... I'm sad that I didn't get caught up in the Twimania that must have happened because it's like when the first Harry Potter movie came out, I was it with a, you know, with a robe on and I had my wand that I made and I was so excited, like in the same way that I would wait outside, you know, the books a million and I would sleep out there the night before <laughs> so that I could get the book, which as uh-huh. if like what I don't know, you know, it was just a cool thing for us to do. So I'm sad that I missed out on Twilight, the fandom of the movie. And um, I apologize if you like the movies more than you like the it's books. It's funny, you weren't old enough or young enough. I wasn't. You were right. I was that, right in the you, you, if you were 21, you just were not, it was not for you. I didn't give a shit. But Between that and High 30, School Musical, too. This is the third High yeah. School Musical year, too, where right, like right. that's one of the biggest like premieres of a movie like it, it was such a huge thing as I'm looking this up and I'm like uh-huh. I don't know anything about High School Musical I completely missed the entire boat whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day eggs are a staple in our diets Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better, too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That whole, like, the, we were just, there was a whole, you know, kind of Disney Channel ascension of, like, including Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana, including, like, Cole, uh, Cole and Dylan Sprouse with like the sweet life of Zach and Cody that if you were a little bit younger than us mid 80s babies like if you were late 80s or early 90s baby you know all these people who then went on to be like you know the next generation of like hot famous people but to me we're always just like oh that's for like kids like a little younger than me like slight like I'm you know 
21, so I don't know High School Musical. Why would I? Because I'm not watching like kid things. But then, of course, right now it's like Zach Efron is like basically my age. But at the time, that age uh-huh. difference felt huge, you know? Right. Totally. I, I, uh, I also want to throw a, a movie trend out there that takes me back like so hard. Mm-hmm. Hard. Uh, makes me hard. Um, <laughs> How hard are you for this movie trend? Yeah, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm like weirdly, incredibly hard right now, and I don't know why. It's My all the Twilight talk. I know. Yeah, it's all Twilight, Twilight talk. Twilight just gets you start thinking about Bella. He's she's so twitching horny. and He's such a vampire. She oh my god, they start playing baseball, and you're just furious until she dies. Yeah. yeah, well, baseball makes me crazy hard, but we don't need to get that. No, um, <laughs> 2007, Paranormal Activity came out. 2008, Cloverfield comes out. Dude. So uh-huh. this is. The time of the heyday of found footage, which I love. Love found footage. The found footage trend. I saw Paranormal Activity 2 in the theaters and it was so much fun. I don't don't know what year. That might maybe it was 2009. But uh, and I remember Paranormal Activity like getting a bunch of people together. It might have been 2008 when this actually happened. Uh, Getting a bunch of people together, turning out all the lights. Yeah. Full of people and watching the first Paranormal Activity and how much fun we had and how hard it was for me to sleep. Oh, my God. That the next night. Uh, after wa- that night after watching it like it was such a huge one and then Cloverfield comes out I was like oh man that's so smart which also means this is J.J. Abrams right does that also mean yeah J.J. this is so also good. like it's like the it, it, there are seeds we did not know were being planted the Marvel Cinematic Universe A uh-huh. Twilight B <laughs> I do also have to say on an addendum to Twilight, and I remember this really goes to show being a a literature slash theater major and just getting out of college. I was way more excited and thought people should be about the reader being turned into a a beautiful movie. Um, And I was like, now that is a book turned into a movie, and that's how you do it. That's how I felt about <laughs> Revolutionary Road, which also Say came out in 2008. Oh, oh my yes. God, Richard Yates' book, yes. Revolutionary no Road, which I we read. Friends, so Revolutionary Road. It's a fantastic book, and the movie was pretty good. And Oh, yeah. but also, if you were sad in 2008, oh boy, was Revolutionary Road a great book it's and so movie combo to good. experience. Also, if you were a sad man, you ever seen a one-trick pony in the field? So the Wrestler came out. Yeah. Oh, the wrestler you seen me i loved that movie and i saw that in the theater and watched it several times that was like oh this was a honestly a fun and especially like doing this a lot with bruiser the bruiser this is a really fucking good year yeah don't mess with the zohan i I know are we gonna talk (laughs) about don't mess with the the kingdom of the crystal uh (laughs) skull you've got will smith's classic i can't believe he didn't get an oscar for that and then slap somebody at the same award show for hancock yeah i mean (laughs) four christmases with uh you know what's their names (laughs) oh weird and reese but also Speaking of what you were talking about with found footage movies, I didn't realize Let the Right One In also Ah, came out this year. And this was a big resurgence. Because remember, I think it was right before it was, or maybe it's just forever. And because I don't, it's hard to say it. Don't give that much of a fuck about zombies mm-hmm. until like you get to like a 28 days later. Like that was fun for me. But then let the right one in and Twilight that really bumped up the vampire shit again, which if I had been like if I had let myself be the goth woman that 21 year old me wanted yeah. to be, I would have really loved it. But at the time I just 
pushed against it instead. Well, we were living life a lot around this time. Yeah. Like we were just out yes, doing shit. That's the thing. And by doing shit, I mean fucking people. Like that was yeah, the thing. And, and we were and yeah. performing all the time. I will say though, another like, oh, this was kind of where I was at in my life. Definitely, this was a huge year for that uh, bootleg uh, DVD. DVD the, with the DVD. Uh, DVD? The, the, the place that just said fruit above it was just this weird guy. Oh it my God. Reeked of cum the... in that store. Yes. Had jerk, jerk off boots in the back. I was thinking of the DVD people that would come in when you were at the bar and they would sneak that up behind too. you and scare the shit out of you and go, DVD? And you're like, yeah, get yeah. away from me. Oh my yeah, God. Don't too. want one of your D. But then sometimes you'd be drunk enough and be like, all right, let me see what you got. Let me see. All right. Let's see. Like what kind of DVD? All of these movies, I, I just see the DVD with like the, the written name of like Cloverfield or. Bi- Benjamin Button. This or- was around the time, yes, period, that my sister started taking the movies. Yes, Jessica, I'm throwing you under the bus, but in a good way. <laughs> we would get the DVDs from Netflix that were sent to us, and we had a DVD burner. And so ah. my sister DV, like burned all it. So every movie be- from like 2009 <laughs> and before, we have on a burned DVD at my mom's house. Yeah, yeah. As if we're talking about movies, and this is, can also be a That's segue so to music too, we have to, I, I don't know what point there is to this exactly, but it feels significant that this was Nicanora's Infinite Playlist and the year after Juno, mm. but the yes. that but the Juno soundtrack was still like dominating in 2008. And there was just this like, it was like the sad, the popification of sad boyness, right? Like, like, yeah. like because, because you know, bright eyes and and you know, emo and whatever preceded that, but then, um, and not in a bad way, the popification of sad boyness, like, like the mainstreaming <laughs> of 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 sad boyness, of like the you know the like Kimya Dawson oh. um, or sad 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 girlness, sad peopleingness, like the the you know the the kind of the aesthetic of Juno and Nick and Nora's infinite playlist of just like, you know, you, you, you dress a little different than other people and you like listen to people who just only have an acoustic guitar. And I loved it. I loved Juno. Absolutely loved it at the time. And I loved the, yes, the whole, like this thing that had kind of felt like a subculture, you know, was starting to feel more like pop, poppy culture but i uh-huh. had no problem with it i was like all right let's let's have more kimya dawson kind of like your president knowing like being friends with beyonce and jay-z it was like this blending of cool and i think that that was largely due to the internet finally really being a place where like you have no excuse to not know these right. different yeah songs and you know and <laughs> i'll add to that in terms of Beyonce, I think 2008 was probably the first year that I started to really appreciate pop music. Like, yeah, before yeah, that, yeah. I was still, because I was a college kid and I had, still had something to prove, you know? And I was like, Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, yeah, you know, it was all mountain goats. All mountain all, goats. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, yes. It was a sin to like, yeah, you were like so lame to like it because, you know, the boy band thing and everything, it was just so, pop music was so geared in TRL. It was so geared to like the specifically like high school yeah. girl or like middle school girl. Yeah. That I, once, once you got to college, it was like, Oh, no, no, we listen to Flaming Lips right. now. We listen to Mountain Goats. We listen to. 
Postal right. Service. But yeah, this you've got single ladies. You also have Kanye's Love Lockdown. Yes, and Rihanna. Rihanna. Well, this is the yeah. beginning of Sasha Fierce as yes. well. So right. this uh-huh. is when we start seeing that like Beyonce is also playing with different of like like different forms of her character which is cool as shit and also i just want to do a quick return i did not realize that miley cyrus is 15 in the vanity Fair wow pictures. well you're talking That's about the pictures where she's like nuzzling her dad right nuzzling yeah, can her you dad describe, and in the can back you describe it? yeah and she's naked and that she has like her shirt off in the yes one sure, with the sure. sheet she looks her. like a vampire though so it's like i feel like it is like the kind of because like she's got this very like fair yes. makeup on and her red yes. lips and it makes me think of like a Bella or maybe I'm just not like the other girls like she is. Uh, also, did we mention True Blood also came out in 2008? Did it really? Oh my God, we were right. <laughs> yes, this is the beginning yes. of the vampire research. This is the vampire. Wow. Of course, yeah, Twilight, True Blood, let the right one in. Holy shit. It, this was, vampires were the shit Damn. in 2008. It was the year of the vampire. And so was being draped on your daddy like Miley Cyrus is in some of these pictures of her and Billy Ray Cyrus. R.I.P. their man. Marriage, <laughs> which makes so much sense because the vampire is this like uh, anti-hero, this like evil b- bad kid protagonist, right? And this is also the year of Breaking Bad, and this is the year of Britney Spears Breaking Bad, and this is also Lady Gaga Just Dance and Katy Perry uh, Kissed a Girl. So this is the music. year of like we're bad and we know we're bad and we like to be bad. Yes, yeah. Totally. I mean, because I also think like when when is Paris Hilton's like initial height of popularity is that happening that's already happened a little earlier because i think the single life uh simple life yeah is that what it was called simple life uh was 2003 okay so like early reality but then she she and like Lindsay lohan oh my god it was 2003 and it ended in 2008 five seasons okay okay great and and so yeah that's been firmly established like the party girl kind of bad girl thing is kind of as firmly established, but hitting a peak, I feel like in 2008 that, that what, you know, it, it's because it's like, it had enough time to permeate that. It's finally like, we're seeing it in music and we're seeing it like songs and movies and stuff are being, and that's so what vamp the vampire is, right? It's like, I'm bad and I know it, but like, I have I to be this and way. It's so sexy. Yeah. And it's sexy and it's, we know it's wrong, but we still have, there's still our hero in this movie. Oh my God. Know? And this is when Merlin began too. <gasps> I loved Merlin. Nobody cares about Merlin. Okay, fine. <laughs> I get. A, I care. A, a mini series? Mm, no, kind of. Uh, also, <laughs> y'all. I vaguely uh, remember. This is. Merlin. I believe, at least if my list is correct, that I'm looking at. This is the year of Taylor Swift's love story. Yes, which and that's the one that he went classic. short skirts. I went no, no. Shirts. Well, that might be the same album, but loves this a love story. Rome, you know, Romeo and Juliet. That one, ba, yeah. Ba, da, ba, ba, yeah. Ba, just say yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was the that, that the, also part of my gr- begrudgingly admit. For some reason, I was much <laughs> more ready to admit that I love Beyonce than I was ready to admit that I loved. Well, that song I think that's obvious. It's a lot cooler to like <laughs> single ladies yeah. than love stories. And also Sasha sure. Fierce. I mean, what a way to cut, get back into pop music. Yeah. Of just like watching Beyonce just rip it the fuck up. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that was. But but it was again it, just. 
of it was such a good year for pop music that it was impossible to maintain my too cool for it stance yeah. because and even then Taylor pink. Swift was it was such was so good. Yes, there was pink. Na, 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 na. I'm gonna start a fight. Uh-huh. Na, na, it was a tough girl like, era. Whole yes, yeah, right. super bad girl, tough girl. Super duper, yeah. I mean, T Swift's definitely playing still the like she's a good every girl. Gr- you know every girl with fairy lights in her rooms daydreams or whatever. But uh, you have that. Um, also, shout out to Lil Wayne. Big big. I think is this the Carter? Yeah, the Carter Three, which is probably his best album. Um, was this time? So the, in terms of hip hop, Kanye was huge, but I think no one was bigger than Lil Wayne in terms of hip hop in 2008. And also Flowrider, never forget Low. Right. Get low, of course, babe. the classic. Um, yeah. Sorry, I uh, popped over to the Oscars and I forgot this is also the year that Slumdog Millionaire won um, big at the Oscars. Oh Which yeah, was it was great. a great year for film. That is great. And, all, and yes. I purchased all of those movies for five dollars at the bootleg DVD store, and, oh, and they were Wally. great <gasps> versions. Oh God! Wally was great. Yeah, big year. Wally, Pixar is like wow. just Pixar is undefeated. Even. But and then again, Wally, uh, uh, another I feel like uh, you know indicator of the like anxiety of the moment too. Like total, yeah. you know, uh, it, it, there was. I feel like Wally was a reflection of a like of like where are we going with this, right? Like what what are we headed right. towards? And that's totally what the this era of the two thousands felt like. I mean, it felt. You know, it was like this joy and relief to for for liberals at, at least and people uh-huh. on the left to have like the end of the W, you know, of the W era. But it also felt things like, are so good we can be bad again. Yeah, yeah. But it also felt right? like kind of like staring off the edge of a cliff. Like what, you know, yes. what happens next? Now we know about climate change. Like we know about you know. I felt like a lot of. There was a lot of like uncertainty and anxiety about the future, um, and I think Wally was a huge representation of that. More of a 2007 thing, but she won the Grammys for Best New Artist and all this kind of stuff in 2008. And I went back to rehab, and yes. I said, I no, say, no, 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 no. So let's talk about bad girl motherfucking yes. years here. This was Amy Winehouse's Pika, and that, they, and again, oh. Britney Spears having this incredibly public mental breakdown and it's insane. She's shaving her hair. The biggest song in the world right now is about someone refusing to go to rehab. Yeah. Like all of these people, you know, and then it's about to be the biggest show in the world, but it's definitely has a strong opening with Breaking Bad and and it being like, yeah, sometimes good dads have to do bad things to support their family. There was this embrace of like being... Um, being bad and being and and kind of like glorifying it and romanticizing it. Twilight, whatever. How dare <laughs> you? That, ouch! How dare and you? And that is such a staring uh, uh, off the cliff, MJ, because yeah. it's definitely all leading towards the um, you know, that shit having a reckoning, right? And and you know, and Amy Winehouse is going to die in 2011. Uh, a couple years later, all these things kind of the 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 come to pasture or whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know what I mean? Yes. They all hit reach a catharsis this is like right before we're about to go over the falls with all this stuff and have to actually um admit to ourselves you know eventually how fucked up it was that we made a mockery of britney spears's mental breakdown that that um just because you're like a website on the internet that has a lot of traffic doesn't mean you're established and worthy of respect 
and um, n- uh, unworthy of any kind of calling out or anything. Right. right. You know I was just I mean? trying or to backlash. desperately find of the uh, because Chris Brown is at the, a lot of the tops of these lists as well. And I was like, when was when did he when, beat the shit was, out of Rihanna? It was February of 2009 is when the um, photos See? came out. And that but is kind of, I think still, that actually- People still listen to Chris Brown, which uh, it's I don't so fucking insane. understand. And he literally has continued his track record of yes. like violent uh, uh, outbursts Just and stuff. Horrendous like He's human clearly being. not gotten Who's better. I, I hate yes. it. No redemption. I can't believe it. But in a world where there's people outside, you know, screaming uh, positively about R. Kelly out front of the courthouse. I mean, you know, it's just people are idiots, dude. And like that, that is sort of, it's it's this creepy like foreshadowing or this creepy foreboding like pre the 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 pregame to like where we got to with like Trump on Twitter and people believing in QAnon and like totally. because it's we're just starting to realize like okay you used to have to like write a book and get it published and like make sure it was peer reviewed and blah 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 and now you can just be like I'm Perez Hilton I want to take a big shit on celebrities I'm going to create a website and it's going to be on the same level as People Magazine New York Times whatever you want to put it up with right it's up uh, straight up against those things and popularity if not more popular right so like it's kind of like the internet got its puck. Like, real world was forever changed, and reality TV was forever changed with the introduction of puck. And I think, like, the introduction of Prez Hilton and even Gawker to a lesser extent and things like that was kind of like the shitifying of the internet and kind of where we had... There was all this promise of, like, all this information is at our fingertips, and it's going to be incredible, and everyone's going to be so much smarter and learned, and we're going to have better conversations about things. Was that information was like... no, But no one thought, like, oh, also, though a complete idiot can say something really dumb and just, and it'll be put right up next to the peer reviewed scientific, whatever you, whatever it is smart in a, uh, uh, actually, you know, having a basis in reality article and, 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 and no one can tell the difference, especially not some old man in Florida. You know what I mean? Can't tell the difference in there. And that's, that's why he's out front of the building. <laughs> With storming it with a big old uh, blue striped flag in his hands, beating the shit out of a police officer. Well, and this is also the year of <laughs> I can see Russia from my house, ah, yes. Sarah Palin. Yes. And when you have people yes. like that running for president, saying I can see Russia from That's my house, right. and like like that whole thing, and like the beginning of like really like. Re- I, I think that finally having a magnifying glass over things in some good ways. I think as well and like the beginning of that of just like what was this crazy woman talking about right okay and also again like not to keep bringing in the politics of this and and you're totally no, right to that hey we're talking about everything yeah politics is a huge part of pop culture because of obama and sarah palin right and like let's think about you know sometimes I, during the trump years there was like this kind of hearkening back to to John McCain and like a better time and like, oh, this was a simpler time. But like, let us, in addition to Sarah Palin kind of being like the first, like a certainly pre-Trump Trump, right? There was also, you know, there was this moment where like in a televised debate, an audience member was like, asked John McCain, like, well, I heard that Barack Obama was a Muslim and John uh-huh. McCain's response was like, no, 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 he's a good man. And everyone yeah, kept, yeah. Keep, uh, people during the Trump years would reference that, like, John McCain was such a good man for saying that. And it's like, to just show you where the discourse was, that the worst thing you could 
the you know the I mean there was so much racism towards Barack Obama, but one of the uh-huh. worst things you could say was that he was Arab or that he was Muslim, right? And that that there wasn't that uh, you know that that the response the, the the most dignified response is like no 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 he's not it's okay like and so you know there was some of the the good things about the internet. For me and my own political formation, and I think for a lot of people, were things like you know color, like these you know blogs that that taught mm-hmm. you things like color lines, feministing. Like that was when I started being able to read other voices yeah. that helped to develop my political perspective. You know, even like the Nation, which was a magazine, but became a you know have had a really good you know website at that time to you know in terms of like people dissenting against the Iraq War. Like there was interesting good things going on on the internet also, but we hadn't yet moved away from the the monoculture as at least as it was shaped by like you know whiteness and christianity and heterosexuality uh-huh. and all these things such that it was st- still just the 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 the, sh- the shock that somebody like barack obama you know could you know could become president because it was just we were still very entrenched in some of these institutions that now uh-huh. in 2022 feel Still very powerful, but a little bit less entrenched. We were so entrenched in them in 2008. We couldn't it's even funny see too, out. Not only were we getting, like, for the first time, emails from our president, which was crazy, right? Which felt so cutting edge. But on top of that, it was the first time we actually saw internet backlash to, like, a presidency. Like, an election. Yes. You know what right. I mean? And and we and and then we you know I I just I connect myself with the the people even though I never actually did it myself because like I hate doing stuff like that we would of course return the favor when Trump gets elected you know eight years later and like and and flip the fuck out on in an online way you know what I mean and that is a first I mean 2008 that was the first time you saw. Facebook set on fire with like super negative, you know, people posting screen caps of like their shitty uncle freaking out about a black man being elected president. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, think about all the memes and the way that Facebook yeah. perpetuated racist memes about Obama. You yeah. know, it really was like a lot of the racial anxiety uh, that was going on at that time was all played out on the Internet with your with your family members. And the divide started in 08. I think online, like the and and started gaining steam up all the way up through till now, totally. right? I think or especially up till January six, um, <laughs> whatever twenty 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 two. I think that's right. right. No, I think the two thousand eight because of the election of Obama was this very was a was a year that, as history books are written, fifty years, seventy five years from now, and and probably even now, you could point to as like this was the start of the reaction that then led to. Trump. But also, but not, maybe not it was the start, a reaction a to forward. It is a reaction to, and I think it's like I, I again, liberal love it. I think this was the beginning. I don't think the liberal mockery of those people uh, helped, uh, or I think it did help Trump get elected. For like sure, right. because, also, John Stewart hosts the uh, Academy Awards this year. That means Daily Show is. Huge, yeah. Sarah Palin, played by um, Tina Fey, yep. yes. Huge. Uh, you have these huge, big belly laughs at the uh, conservative right. I uh, even just looked it up. Sarah Palin media. didn't even necessarily. She did not say she could see Russia from her house. But uh-huh. even as I was saying, I'm like, I thought that that was gospel because that. of the SNL totally. sketch that came yes. out. So like in my brain, because I'm so, you know, encouraged by the media that I see that you don't 
look it up. You're just like, oh, that's but probably it. it. And, and think about the media yeah. landscape at this time, right? Like the way when when the time I don't remember when the Tom Cruise jumping on the couch thing happened, but that was also the mid 2000s, maybe 2005. But you can bring definitely bring up Tropic Thunder in this <laughs> conversation that came oh, out in 2008, cool. which is a huge. But please, MJ, continue. Well, I was, I was just gonna say that the the way that media was shared was different too, like. The the clip of yes. the, the clips of Tina Fey as as Amy as a uh, Sarah Palin, it would be like that would be the clip of the day, right? Whereas now, if yeah. you're online, it's like there's sometimes there's a clip that everybody sees that day, but usually it's like, now it's more like there's you'll see four water cooler right? talk switched from like the show everybody watches every Thursday and then they talk about it on Friday they talk about Seinfeld. It switched to waking up in the morning and going into work and looking at the internet and the first big thing, and then you go to the water cooler, yes. right? We weren't really watching TV like that anymore. In fact, Mad Men, um, I believe, is uh, established at this point. Um, Mad, Mad Men, Men came and out so, in 2008. Oh, did it? So, so yeah, no, 2007, I think it started. Oh, okay, but it's like huge uh, But regardless, it's like getting popular, Breaking yes. Bad. We're watching a lot of Prestige, Prestige TV. TV yep. And it's a lot less, but the water cooler, like, can you believe that? What happened in a funny way or whatever? It was all these, like, clips we saw on Reddit or whatever, you know, uh, BuzzFeed or whatever. And it was slower moving. So, like, and I bring up the Tom Cruise couch example because, like, if that happened now, that probably wouldn't even have that much momentum because, like, a four-minute clip doesn't really go viral anymore. But back then, uh-huh. you know, a four-minute clip did because it wasn't oh, TikTok. Five, it by was, the way, it was the couch jump. Oh, five, yeah. Couch jump. But, like, so, yeah, but, but, you know, so the SNL sketches had this, you know, they have always shaped, shaped pop culture discourse, but it was, like, it was, like, the internet was shaping things, but it wasn't as fast as it is now where now yeah. you just have like 2000 you know people using one audio clip on TikTok an hour it zooms right past you though. right it zooms right past you whereas but whereas this was a time when if you went viral you could really get fucked with a video you know, yeah. because it's like oh You're this fucked. yes this now this four minute video is the only thing people are going to talk about for several days you know and people are dealing with that now for the first, like now there are books written about what it is to be derided on social media for a day or a week or whatever there are, you know, even when something like the slap goes down, we all know like, damn forever. Now Chris rock has got to deal with this event and it totally like overshadows all of the hard work he put into his standup up to that point. Because now whenever his name comes up, like we know how it works now. Whereas back in the day we didn't. And that's why I think we were way more ruthless when it came to our collective mockery of anybody who stood out as dumb or whatever, or like, you know, especially with, you know, obviously like I still believe, you know, voting Obama in office was like being on the right side of history and like this amazing thing. But like to get there, Everybody, I think, collectively who was on the side of that same side was like, yeah, and also, fuck you, you stupid idiot, Sarah Palin, you're fucking dumb as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, it just, and I think that it started, like, the the snowball that led to um, literally still in Florida when I went to visit giant flags and, you know, Stuff saying Trump 2020 or don't blame me. I've, you know, like crazy, like sports team, the sports teamification of politics. It, the, the seed of that was planted around 2008. Mm-hmm. And, and it was because of the internet and it was largely due to, uh, and, and like the Obama getting elected in. And I think the way that like we as a people, 
handled that and handled things like the Britney Spears thing. Now, when something happens like the slap or something like that, there's like a million sides and takes. And it's like, and there's, but it's always, there's got to be me versus you going on, right? I think that all kind of began around 2008. Like, and we didn't just, we just didn't know what the effect of the internet and like social media and, and media on online would have in these like greater capacities back then. We were so innocent and thinking it was just funny to dance to a song about refusing to go to rehab. Right. And, you know, thought it was funny that a grown woman would shave her head off right. or shave her all her hair off uh, in front of a bunch of cameras because she was losing her fucking mind. Right. You know, if that makes sense. Bad girl. Bad girl summer. <laughs> bad girl summer, but also sex in the city. Bad girl summer, because this is when the first movie came out. I well, I'm more of a that. lipstick jungle guy myself. I, <laughs> one of the listicles I have was like uh, I, ABC or whoever's like attempt at sex in the city came out with lipstick jungle. Lipstick jungle. <laughs> but this is also Real Housewives of New York City debuted in 2008. Oh. So you're talking about reality. But that's also then a beginning of a resurgence of reality as well. This is a huge year for uh-huh. a lot of things. And it's crazy to me that even just with where I was in my headspace, I was barely aware of any of it. But that was, again, like you guys are talking about, Back when you could be still barely aware in like now there's no excuse anymore. Even like 2007 two years after 2008, there was no excuse anymore. Keeping up with the Kardashians came out 2007. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. So, yes, reality is about to have this like massive research. And again, I forget what years it was. Mocking Paris Hilton for her sex tape. Mocking Kim Kardashian for her sex tape. Yep. Un- without asking any questions about how that was released, about how we got a hold of it. We didn't care. It was fucking great. Love it. Can't get enough of it. And how can I watch it? Yeah. And there was no conversation about like, hey, maybe this is really fucked up. Was this consensual? Right. Was the, you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, I mean, it's like kind of, we were so just, we were bad girls. We were so <laughs> just, un- you know, just, yeah, no one checked anyone like they do now on this kind of stuff. And there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't even a framework that could suggest that you should, you know, there was people, there's always been people doing this work. There's always been, you know, people with politics, the politics have always been there, but in terms of the, of the mass, uh, you know, yeah, the mass awareness, the consciousness around it, that was not, I, I feel like that changed with the internet. And then with like, you know, there was a lot of, starting around 2010, 2011, there was a lot of movements, right? There was Occupy, there was a movement for Black, black Lives. There was like this gr- growing, and that- When I did think, Occupy start? 2011. And okay. then 2010, before that, there was a, a huge teacher strike in Wisconsin, um, which, which was is, I big... should say the full phrase, Occupy Wall Street, yeah. the protests. Yeah. And, yeah. But Wall like, Street. I think that, you know, in the years subsequent to, like you were just saying, Jackie, the years subsequent to 2008 is when there becomes this this rolling consciousness building where it kind of becomes harder and harder to keep talking in the same ways. Um, but yeah, this was, 2008 was a time where it was like, there was zero fucking concept of slut shaming, right? And yeah. the sex tape thing. There was zero fucking, in the main 
mainstream. There was zero concept mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, again, we didn't even have marriage equality in federally until yeah. 2015. We didn't have Which, it in New York State that's until insane. 2010. In 2008, I don't even think Obama ran on marriage equality. It's so I heavily based that. on discourse, too. And again, another big marker, Twitter launches in 2006, mid-2006. Yeah. So it Twitter is a baby, and I think right. that, like, again, talk about, like, a snowball effect. Like, Twitter is this, like, giant, crazy monster that's, like, Changed incredibly useful in a lot of ways, but also a fucking nightmare that I wish would end. Like, I, it, it's so... Cr- but, but like, back in the day, there were, people weren't like, I gotta get off Twitter. Like, in 2008, no one was talking about how evil and terrible Twitter No, is, everyone you know was still I mean? joking, like, what do I use this for? Oh, yeah, I just ate a sandwich. You know, people what do just... you have? Yeah, this is so weird. Why would you just talk in these, like, sentences? Yeah. And, you know, but it's like, but it's a really great way to share, like, news really fast and this kind of stuff. But there was no... Again, it was like we were building, creating a monster, but we had we didn't realize it yet. Yeah, and, and there and was a, there was some so good things much. about the monster, which I guess is true about many monsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, totally. Not oh, all bad. As a monster bad, fucker dude. myself, I can say yes. Some monster. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day, or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Those are great. (laughs) I think Breaking Bad is like such a perfect show to come out in 2008 because it's totally the beginning of creating what's his name what's his like alias or whatever uh in breaking bad like herschel or i forget what it is dr manhattan no i just actually truly don't remember i don't remember i, for, I it's so funny how obsessed i was with that show and knew everything about that show kind of like game of thrones and how Heisenberg. little i remember Heisenberg. 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 Jesus Christ. Heisenberg did not exist yet but the, it was starting to be created <laughs> right and i think in a larger sense heisenberg was starting to be created in 2008 but we had no idea we were headed for heisenberg yes. like we had no idea we were we, we were still in the phase of like oh he's just a dad and he's you know he's made you know he's he's a human being and and he's just he's trying to provide for his family so he's doing some bad girl shit you know what but i mean again, also and, but, how much yeah. of the monster was already there right because barack right. obama's yes. election awoke a sleeping monster, which was like, yes. oh, this country, we're fine. Yes, there's a little bit of racism, yes. but not that much. And then and then Obama totally. is elected, and it's just like, oh, my God, we've never been ah, fine. It's yes. always been I had not that, seen you know? temper tantrums from grown adults like I saw on social media after he was elected. And to get to be on the winning side, it was a lot of fun, right? Not yeah, so fucking fun eight years later. Right. Right? right. Not fun to see to be on the side, like to be seeing literally friends of mine being like, I have daughters. How am I supposed to raise them in a country where Donald Trump is president after the things he said about that IUD in me faster than I could say, get fucked Trump, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and they weren't wrong, but I was also like, dude, this is like, 
a lot to be putting on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was just so crazy. Like uh, the whole thing of it, you yeah. know, was, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was really, really interesting. This is, I'm so glad we did this year because it just, it really is. It's like the end of, in a lot of ways, like a really evil culture around celebrities, um, kind of the beginning of the end, but also the start of like so many things that led to literally a bunch of people storming the fucking Capitol building. <laughs> But also, like Beyonce and Jay-Z got married in 2008. They did so get it was married. the beginning yeah. of a lot of beautiful things. Was he cheating on her yet, or would that happen Who later? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? And Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt had their twins in 2008. So um, it was the beginning of a lot of creations of families. So that's a positive. Look at me <laughs> looking at the silver linings. Huh? I, and, and hey, the redemption story. I mean, it's kind of amazing that January, the year starts with Britney's complete breakdown. And it literally ends December. Circus hits number one on this the album the charts. I'm seeing all these lists talking about again her amazing comeback in 2008 when like she's she was been in a conservatorship, dragging and... Uh, like, and she's no, yeah, she's been trapped. Like this is well, that wasn't her comeback. Just because right. she was on How I Met Your Mother, and everyone's like, oh man, Britney Spears is right. doing great. It's like, but she wasn't. Right. So for me, that is still such a uh, a tender thing that that this. Britney Spears' quote-unquote comeback is on every single one of these media lists that makes me think of like, nah, y'all just felt bad because you pushed a woman past yeah. the brink of sanity. Right. And then we're like, but see, she won Look, Grammy. She made her She's fine. Uh, also, I cannot believe this year also ends with two of, two of my favorite movies of all time, getting to see them in the theater is it As Indiana Jones out. and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, bro. <laughs> Amazing. No, there will be blood and no country for old Dude. men. The two grumpy old, I call it the grumpy old man almost trilogy. Uh, <laughs> it does make me want to do 2009 because the things I'm seeing that are split, like spilling over into 2009. Definitely. I mean, we didn't even get into the fashion like gladiator sandals and maybe everyone was just upset because their feet were so cut up. <laughs> I'm starting to think 2011 is also going to be a really interesting year because that kind of feels like a year of wreck. 2011 was... That's the year Amy Winehouse dies and yeah. I think the year we start going like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have just been like mocking her incessantly on PerezHilton.com because like maybe Maybe they do actually catch wind of that and it feeds their drug addiction and anxiety and depression and it can lead to death. Nah. Like maybe we have a larger boring. effect. Like boring. No one was re- no one was responsible for anything in 08, like on a on a, l- a larger scale. Like and 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 yeah, it's kind of funny because we all just turned on celebrities. It's really funny, you know, how that all happened. Like, and even the most popular stuff was like hate like half it. Half because people hated it, like keeping up with the Kardashians, because people resented her for, um, you know, in their minds, becoming this like massive success because of a sex tape, you know? Yeah. So crazy. And yet there's things like the Michael Phelps, like that was the year that he that was broke that year? all of those. Uh, Wait, like, was that the year he also with the weed, though? Was no, that I don't that? know if it was the same. Was because that I just see it on this list of. Uh, you know, 2008, that that was when he got eight gold medals and no one had ever gotten eight gold medals before. So I'm assuming his weed thing must have been either the next year or the year after. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to look it up. I think it's OK. I think it's 09. So at this point, like I remember watching the Olympics and thinking like, you know, that's the kind of thing that 
anybody can get behind, right? It's the Olympics. Right. And, but I also just love the Olympics. And you guys know I love the Olympics. Well, yeah, that's big. I mean, Michael Phelps is kind of one of the last big, I think he kind of was like the last big star of... Uh, and Sean White, he was at the, the Oscars this year, so I guess he never that's lost true. it. Yeah, but but yeah, Michael Phelps was like, yeah, this was like the last big year for the Olympics, kind of maybe ever at this point. He could like, come back. Who knows? I, I Who feel knows? like the, the takeaway is that 2008 wasn't a like normal year, but if there was ever such a thing, it was like the last normal year because everything yeah. went, everything, something fucking batshit wild and insane happened every single year since 2008 and including at the end of 2008 with the financial meltdown. So I feel like it's bad girl summer. It's bad and girl who knew summer. That it could all be connected. It's all comes back to bad girl summer. It's like we everything's about to change, but we summer. don't know how. Let's just, I think we, and I think we did, if you believe in energy and stuff like that, I think we did like throw so much nasty energy out there <laughs> and like just with rehab and with Perez Hilton and with, the mockery of Britney Spears. Like I, if you believe in that sort of thing, I could definitely see how we like put, we like, we made our bed, man. Ton- <laughs> we made a big nasty big, bed. And then it just, bed. it just fucking dominoed <laughs> over the next several years. Right. Like, but there was so much, you know, hope was like the word of the year too, which yeah. is so crazy. Like hope and change and all yes, that stuff. Yes, we can. Remember yes, when we, we thought we could, the first time I ever gave a flying narrator. We couldn't. We couldn't. We couldn't. And then we did not. We could. I, think, I remember the other funny thing was when he got not. elected. I remember that website that person made with all of the things he promised and and how it was going to track him accomplishing those things. None of those things got accomplished. Yeah. So it was like it was definitely yeah. There, there was so much hope this year and so much you know. And again, I think that Bad Girl Summer is the result of things actually being good. Yeah. You know, I think you aren't a, you don't have a bad girl summer unless the things are going pretty well in the world. You can't have bad girl summer in the middle of a pandemic. You can't have bad girl summer, you know, uh, when you've got your president is like screaming horrible shit every day on Twitter and making you everyone, you know, every woman, you know, afraid for their own personal, you know, rights over their own body. You know what I mean? mean, Like you're still going through that. So don't worry. Of course we are. (laughs) I am now. I'm just like, well, I'm glad it's not 2008 anymore, but also I'm like, then you look at the lens of where we are right now. I'm like, I'm glad things are. Dude, 2008 is not a bad time to be in for sure. Not a bad time. I mean, I I wouldn't want to go back because I'd have to work a job. I hate. So like I'll never want to go back, but if that didn't exist and I could do everything else, it was a pretty fun year. <laughs> pretty fun year. Well, All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us and going through yeah, the year 2008. Yeah, you get a whatever, <laughs> and MJ, you get a whatever, and you know what? The year 2008, you also get a whatever because I'm glad that I'm not wearing. You know, I I, I was upset because I was looking at the fashion from. 2008, it was like, still wear that, still wear that. Oh, am I just trapped in another time? <laughs> but I'm not going to huh. let my brain go through a tailspin, tailspin right oh now. Oh, my God. Because Is it Coachella looks? Yeah, Is that what we're Coachella looks. It's dealing with like in 2008? Shit. It's a lot yeah, of colored a lot of tights. Headbands. I still wear colored tights. I'm like, all the things of like, let's hope this never comes back. And I'm like, oh, I still wear that. <laughs> well, I guess I should be looking at more of these listicles, but not right now because we gotta go. Thank you guys so much for joining us. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. You can follow me on TikTok over on page 7LPN. I'm gonna be putting out a lot of weird content from the weekend that we just went away on and you can also come hang out with me on um 
Tuesdays and Fridays with Holden and Sundays over at twitch.tv forward slash oh no, it's Jackie. Check me out. Whatever on twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators ho. Man, I wish I had changed it to twitch.tv forward slash whatever. That's <laughs> so fun. Maybe I should change it. Anyways, twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators ho. Monday, Tuesday, Friday streams. Uh, please keep writing into the page seven email with conspiracy theories, specifically page the number seven podcast at gmail.com and patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. Por favor. Weekly bonus content. The Discord Jersey Shore watch along is currently oh happening. God, if you're listening to this best. the week this comes out, it is so it much is fun. So, uh, talk so about fun. taking a, uh, I forget what year that came out, but talk about taking a little, if you enjoyed this episode for all of its nostalgia and time traveliness, definitely join us for that as well. Check us out on patreon.com. MJ? My name is MJ and I'm MJKLCat on Instagram. Sing to me! Shout! Shout. Shout, let it all out. These are the emails that you wrote it about. Come on. We're gonna bring it to you. Come on. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much for the amazing shout outs. I, especially after April Reels Day, I cannot thank you guys enough for just uh, sharing your feelings and sharing your love. And I love you all. And if you've got love to share, if you've got lists to share, if you want, uh, if you have a celebrity conspiracy to share, you can hit us up at page7podcast at gmail.com. That is page7podcast at gmail.com. Seven the number. And I just can't believe, it's so funny the different signs that talk about their signs. I Number one, I cannot believe that we are already in Taurus season already, but I just absolutely love the beautiful signs that are like, but the Tauri, the Tauri are coming. But also, how did I not realize that Taurus begins on faux 20? Do you think that that means something? I will say that most of... All of the Tori in my life. No. Yes, I'm stopping to think about it right now. I was about to say all the Tauruses in my life all love weed, but um, I guess it's not true. So I take it back and I refuse to delete this. But I will sally forward. Sally forward, Jackie. Where is your brain? I guess my brain already belongs to sweet Virgo Jules. Jules says, could you please, please, please send a shout out to one of my very best friends, my sweet Taurus, Erin from her Virgo Jules. Erin and I have been friends for 10 years and I have since moved to pursue my doctoral degree, but we still connect over page seven all the time. Her laugh is the most healing sound there is and she is the most supportive and funny person I know. Our queer earth sign support group is my life. Erin and her partner, Michelle, are getting married. Congratulations on May 14th, the day after Erin's birthday. Erin is truly one of the brightest lights in this world and we collectively do not deserve her but if anyone does it's michelle their love is palpable and brings such a fun and calming presence to a room Aaron, i love you and michelle so 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 much and i cannot wait to celebrate your birthday and your love oh my god you guys have the greatest time and i hope that you uh, are as feel as loved as you obviously are Aaron. oh uh, i wish you all the best 
Speaking of Tori and almost someday doctors, Alexis says, I turned 30 on May 5th and wanted to give myself a self-shadow because I got dang deserve it. Hell yes, you do. I got into medical school last July. Congratulations! Had to move from Brooklyn to a tiny town upstate, find an apartment, get my license in a car, and adjust to the crazy strenuous schedule of med school all in the span of a few weeks. Oh my God, you should hit up Jules! Around the same time, oh, it's sad. I, I made it a bridge because especially about a pup. Oh my God, Alexis, I love you so much. My dog, Luca, who I got when I was 18 and who was with me through college, two big cities, breakups, ups and downs, and who was my best friend and baby, all wrapped into one was unexpectedly diagnosed with cancer three weeks later he had to be put to sleep and your relationship unraveled after that but also alexis can i just say i'm so fucking proud of you for writing all of this but especially this line the person i saw myself marrying was seemingly unable to handle me at my proverbial worst and disappeared when i needed him most my heart was in a million pieces already but he turned it to dust. And baby, Alexis, we are here to take that dust because when you press it together, ooh, baby, it makes not a hard heart. It makes a heart that is ready to heal. Does that make sense? It does not. But just that line was so um beautiful, and I'm so sorry that this bastard did it to you. Alexis continued on saying, with the spring sunshine and meeting new people, I'm starting to feel like a shadow of my old self, and smiling is a little easier. So for anyone going through it, keep going. You're stronger than you ever thought, and more people love you than you know. I unexpectedly feel more grateful than I ever have before, and for the first time in my life, I'm in awe of what I've accomplished instead of being hard on myself. Fuck yes! Happy 30th birthday, me. If we could get through this, we can make it through anything. Thank you so much, Alexis. Your, your beautiful words and also the kind words in the email are greatly, greatly appreciated. And speaking of Taurus season, one of our very own in the Twitch community has a birthday coming up. Ah! Happy almost birthday, Nurka Serva! But also Nurka Serva, I guess, has a real name, and it's Ashley. And they say, <laughs> I've been a longtime listener and fairly recent Twitch user. Nurka Serva, what? And you all have helped me through so much in my life by just being your funny, honest selves. You live in my brain whilst doing menial tasks or just trying to zone out for a bit. I have been known to listen to an episode two, three times just to soak up all the joy and positivity. So just thank you. Thank you. Secondly, uh-oh, it's self-shout-out. You know I love a self-shout-out. I need to do a self-shout-out for my 31st birthday on April 23rd. It's Taurus season, y'all. And they come running in like the bulls. I have lived my whole life trying to escape the traumas of my past. Foot on the gas pedal, barely taking time to look around and appreciate how far I've come. But today... That changes. I am a badass bitch. I have taken my life by the horns and driven myself into a successful marriage with a sweet, loving man, have a wonderful dog, a badass job where I get to drive a boat and boss men twice my size around, yummy, yummy, where do you work? And spend a majority of my life in the great outdoors. And I am a fantastic artist who will one day turn those passions into profit. Fuck yeah! This community has allowed me to see that it's okay to pump yourself up and goddamn necessary in life. I love hanging with you all every Thursday and Friday as it is my wonderful escape into positivity and lovely chaos that does not need to be feared, but embraced. I love you all, and in the words of Kendrick Lamar, 
I love myself. Hell yeah, Ashley. Also, I also asked where you worked, but you're a fisheries biologist, which sounds cool as shit. And P.S., Ashley says, as a fisheries biologist, I can scientifically say Tom Cruise definitely fucks fish. And I believe it. We heard it from a professional. Ashley, have a great fucking birthday. Uh-oh, another Taurus. And... Another amazing Taurus, also a part of our community. It's Hawk Girl. Hawk Girl also has a real name, I guess, and it's Steph. Steph says, I'm turning 36 on April 24th and would love some birthday love for my absolute faves. I've always been one of those obnoxious people who loves their birthdays. Not obnoxious, it means that you just like yourself and I love it. The way I see it, I was a gift to the world, and I should be celebrated at least for a day. The Rona postponed that for a couple years, but this year I'm back, baby. I'm going to skeleton brunch with my besties, getting high as a kite, and going to see the new Nick Cage movie. Oh my god, I can't wait! I'll end the night drinking and watching Gloss. At least I think it's a Gloss Sunday. I cannot think of a better way to celebrate another year around the sun. Thank you for keeping me hip and giving me something to talk about at parties. Oh my god, also bringing up Tom Cruise and his love of fish! <laughs> I tell you, I have really skeeved out multiple Uber drivers with me talking about Tom Cruise having sex with fish. Did it in Florida not that long ago. Love you all to bits and pieces, and we love you all right back, Steph, a.k.a. Hawk Girl. Have the best birthday. I love you. I also love you, Sally. And Sally is giving a shout-out to the birthday boy, Sean May. His birthday is on April 27th, and he's my favorite Taurus baby. Sean has had a rough year, but he's pulling through it miraculously and deserves a little love and recognition. He's the one who introduced me to LPN, and I know he listens to page seven when he needs a little joy in his life. Sean, we love you. Sally loves you. I'm so fucking sorry that you're going through a shit time right now, but it's your birthday. You're going to buck up and it's going to be fucking fantastic. I love you, Sean. And I love you too, Sally. Thank you so much for taking the time to write in. And also, oh God, Jesse, can I just say that I've also now fallen in love with Peanut? And may I post a picture of Peanut? May my heart Take the stead of your departed grandfather. Is that too far? Jackie, you got to ease off. We're giving a shout out from Jesse to Peanut. Peanut! Jesse says, my grandfather recently passed away. So, of course, I want to send a shout out to my dog, Peanut. She was his best friend and truly a gift from the universe. She meant so much to him that she's in his obituary picture with him. It's been a hard time, but having that bug-eyed angel with us has been a godsend for the family. Hug your loved ones extra tight and don't look a gift dog in the mouth. <laughs> I love you, Jesse, and I love the energy that you're going into this with. Thank you so much for sharing. I just want everyone to know um, Jesse sent me a picture of Peanut dressed as Paddington Bear, and I love it. And I love you too, Jesse, and I'm so sorry about the passing of your grandfather. And thank you for taking it the way that you are taking it. Much love to you. And hell yeah, Andrea, you know I love a self-shout out. You keep being you. You fucking got this. Andrea says, I'm in grad school, and boy, is it hard work. Balancing schoolwork with a full-time job, time with my partner, time with family and friends, and time for myself has been really tough. I should hopefully be finished by the end of this year. Hell yeah, congratulations! Page 7 helps me every week take my mind off the stress of feeling stretched thin. So thank you for the yucks. And like Kid Rock says, this is from me. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? You got this, Andrea. I get it, man. It is just so hard to have to maintain 
all of it, all the time, and you got this. We all got it, and we're all so there for each other, and thank you so much for reaching out. And last but not least, B, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story about working tirelessly on your own mental health and sanity so that you can be the best mom you can be. I sent the email right to MJ to make sure that they read it, and I just want you to know that you inspire the fuck out of me. I want to read the end of your email and just thank you so much for reaching out. They <laughs> said, I guess that's myself, shout out. I beat it as much as you ever can. But most importantly, it did not beat me, talking about mental health issues. I'm still here. It tried to kill me, but couldn't. And I am able to be the parent slash partner my family deserves. The me that I deserve. I went from not being able to get out of bed most days to climbing mountains. Yes! So thank you, MJ, for always being honest about how impossibly hard it can all be. And to all the LPN crew for being so honest with your mental health struggles. It really does help give it a voice and a name and make the bad brain days a little less scary. Thanks for being a huge bright spot on my road to recovery. We love you so much, B, and thank you so much for sharing. Truly, I can't thank you enough. And MJ was just cried through the entire thing. And thank you so much, B. And thank you to absolutely everybody for sending in anything. I just, I read everything. I absolutely love you all so fucking much. And especially when you're just popping in Rex. And I, um... That's it. That's all I want to say. Didn't stop talking, Jackie. I guess I will. Send in your shout outs to page7podcast at gmail.com. Have a great fucking week. And we're going to be back next week. And I can't wait. I love ya. That's not me exploding. That was me jumping into a pool. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better, too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.